Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. If you have dreamed of inspiring others in sharing your story of writing a book and getting your getting your story and your message out into the world, this episode is going to bless you in so many ways. Today, I'm talking with Michelle Prince. Michelle is a successful businesswoman. She's a best-selling author, a sought-after motivational speaker, self-publishing expert, life coach, and CEO and founder of Performance Publishing Group, a partner publishing company dedicated to making a difference. She is known as America's productivity coach, is a certified human behavior consultant and dedicates herself to helping women impact the world using the strengths and talents already within them to create an extraordinary life. She is the co-host of the Zig Ziglar Show podcast with 40 million downloads, and she's also the host of her own podcast, The Power of Authority. In this episode, we talk a lot about the power of authority, how being an author and having a book can be like your business card and establish your authority and expertise in your space, the importance of sharing your story, the first steps to actually doing that, the practical steps, traditional publishing, versus self-publishing, the first steps we should take when it comes to deciding what part of our story to share first in a book, all of those questions that I think all aspiring authors are asking themselves. And so if you've been trying to figure out where to start, when to start, and how to start when it comes to sharing your story, this episode is going to be such a game changer for you. And I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's dive in. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Michelle, welcome to She. Hey, Jordan, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I get questions about what we're going to be talking about today all the time. And so I'm really thrilled to get to welcome you onto the show and share all of the knowledge when it comes to telling our stories and book writing and all that goes into that, because I think it can sound like such an awesome thing. But I think there's also a lot that many don't know about the process and what it can really look like. So I'm really looking forward to getting to share all that you have to share with my community. But before we even dive into that, I would love if you can share a little bit of your story. If we're going to be talking about sharing our stories and, and putting those out into the world, I think that's the most natural place to start. Absolutely. Yeah, because my story does not involve me saying I was going to help people write books, publish books and all. So it's <laughs> kind of an, it's really interesting how I got there. Um, so I'll make a long story short, but but right out of college, I had the privilege of working for Zig Ziglar. And that really set the foundation for me. I knew I wanted to motivate people, inspire people and encourage them. But somewhere along the way around the dot com boom, I decided I wanted to quit to go pursue a career in technology and software sales to make more money and 
you know, I was in my early 20s. So I was in corporate America and, you know, I'm, I'm working in software sales. And from the outside looking in, probably people thought I was happy and successful because I was good at what I did. But inside, I was miserable because I learned really quickly that, you know, it's really hard to be truly, truly happy when you're far from your passion or your purpose. And I loved what I did at Ziegler. I loved doing, you know, making a difference in people's lives. And so I had a long period there where I I was just unfulfilled. But the one thing that I, I always wanted to do, and it was more of something I just kept to myself, no one knew. Um, I wanted to write a book and for years and years I would, I would talk myself out of it and, and say, you know, who do you think you are? You're no Zig Ziglar. Who would read your story? Mm. And it's just all that negative self doubt. But one day I just had this, this epiphany moment where I said, you know what, instead of saying, not me, not me, well, why not me? Right. You know, I have a story. It may not be the greatest story, but if it inspires one person, it's worth writing. And at the time, my only intention for writing the book was for my my boys. I had two boys in elementary school at the time. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to write my story for them. But famous last words, because in writing my book and publishing the book, um, it literally took off. I can't, t- you know, I, it was all, I was totally blessed because so many things just happened for me. Doors flew open for me that, um, I didn't even know existed. And before I knew it, I was in a full-time business of speaking and coaching and doing seminars and now mm-hmm. helping people to publish books. Mm-hmm. But none of that would have happened had I not told my story. Mm-hmm. That's good. Such an important first step that I think we can overlook when it feels overwhelming or uncertain or something we've never done before. I think so many of us who have that dream or that vision and know we want to do that, but don't necessarily know where to start. We feel that that hesitation of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. And your willingness to say, but I'm just going to put myself out there anyway and just see what comes of it and keep open hands uh, just you know, to where that's led is such an inspiration and such a testament to what can really happen when we take small steps. So I absolutely Absolutely love that. And I have to ask, um, well, I have a couple questions, but the first being, what was it like to work for Zig Ziglar? How did that come about? Because I think that's a unique kind of beginning to what then led to what you're doing now. Oh, totally. It, it, he has shaped my life in more ways than, than I could possibly even describe. But um, actually, it's a funny story because when I was 18 years old, I was just getting ready to go off to college and my parents decided to give me this big gift. And of course, I'm expecting to get keys to a, a brand new car. Mm-hmm. And instead, they sent me to a Zig Ziglar conference, mm-hmm. which needless to say, I was 18. I did not want to go. And I went kicking and screaming, but it ended up being one of the most pivotal weekends of my life because I, I, I didn't know the word for it at the time, but I found my passion. Hmm. I loved everything. It was all personal development. And I loved it so much that at the end of the conference, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to talk to Zig. I couldn't wait to get my book signed. And I was waiting in line. And by the time I got up to see him, before I knew it, I blurted out to him. I said, Mr. Ziegler, I'm going to work for you one day. And he just smiled and shook his head. And But I don't know if you can understand what this, I just had a gut feeling. I couldn't explain it, but it was, I just knew some way, somehow I would be working with him. And it was almost five years to the day that I ended up working for him at the corporate office. And it was a very serendipitous uh, situation that even led me there then. But it was just, I, I really believe it was part of, you know, when you, when you, when you set an intention or when you set a goal, when you really focus on your passions, your purpose and what you want in life, you know, our minds are like computers and we, we can't help but go in the direction of our thoughts. And so 
Hmm. I was extremely fortunate to work for him. The the kindest, most loving man, uh, most integrity filled man I've ever met, but just the whole organization designed to make an impact in people's lives to give them hope hmm. was just extraordinary. That's awesome. That's awesome. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. 
For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I, you know, you also shared the second part of my question that I wanted to hear. Um, you shared about how you decided to publish a book and that's awesome. But if I were first listening to this and unfamiliar with how one goes about actually publishing a book, I would be thinking to myself, uh, okay, how? <laughs> so I would love to hear, you know, I know you decided to publish the book, but how did you go about that? Did you f- try to find an agent? Did you write the book first and then find an agent and then pitch it to publishers? Did you write the book and then try to self-publish it? Like what was your journey when it came to the first book that you published and how did you go about that? Great question. So it's funny, I, I had no clue what the process was. So I really just kind of dug in and I started asking some friends. I mean, I had a lot of friends that had written books. So I did get connected to um, a couple publishers, one here locally. And, you know, I, I thought that that would be the best route for me. I, I discovered really quickly, though, um, as a nonfiction writer, number one, it's it's difficult to get picked up by a big publisher. But two, I decided it wasn't in my best interest because not only do they take, you know, 80 to 90% of the profit, but they were going to own the rights to my story. And I just thought, you know, if, if I'm doing all the work to live the life to get the story, um, and then do all the work to write the book. And also all publishers require you to market the book. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I'm going to do all this work, why would I give up the rights to it? So I, I'm one of those people that if I make up my mind, I'll figure it out. And so I said, there's got to be a better way. And, and so I set out to learn everything I could about self-publishing. So my first book, I did self-publish. Um, and again, not knowing what I was doing. And this is why I help people with books, because I look at them and I say, look, if I can do this, you can do this. It's not rocket science. It's, it's literally just a recipe, a check checklist and and just know the order and and do that. Um, But anyone can do it. Um, But, you know, and there's, there's other ways to get to the same results. So, um, but that was my journey. And then since then, of course, I, 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 started my own publishing company and then the remainder of my books we did through that. And then we, you know, published books for, you know, hundreds of other people as well. But, I tell people, you know, you don't have to get it right to get it going, but you do have to get it going and you have to get it on paper. Mm-hmm. Getting it published is is not the hard part. Hmm. I love that you said that because I so agree. I think we think about the publishing part and we think, oh, that's the hard part, right? Getting approval and finding, you know, figuring out all the all the logistics of that, whether, you know, approval if we choose to go with the publishing house or just the logistics of editing and design and all of the pieces that go into if we're going to do it all ourselves. And that I think can so burden us, the, the how that we forget the why behind what we're doing. And we it can be really easy to just not to say, okay, I'm just going to not, you know, um, and to hold ourselves back from that. You know, you're so right. And and, and in fact, most of the people that I do an event called Bookbound where we, we help people, mostly people that want to self-publish, but we help them to figure out their story, tell them the process, get them, you know, going on that. And, and, and so they have everything they need to know, but then they don't do it. And Mm -hmm. part of it is, is they're getting hung up in the minutia of the, of the details. And I'm like, don't even worry about that yet. You can't, you can't even talk to an editor until it's on paper. So start with your story, get the framework, get the outline. And and then here's the other thing. Of course, I love books and I love publishing books, but 
your story isn't just about, it's not about a book. It's about your story being used in multiple ways. A book is just one, a podcast, a blog, speaking. So don't hesitate on getting the story done because even before you get published, you can still be sharing it to make an impact. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's so good and so true. Um, I would, I want to know, would you mind sharing with us, what are some ways that a book can help position someone as an expert? So if they, you know, the sharing the story piece is huge, but I know a lot of people want to know, how can I publish a book? And, And if I do publish a book, how will that help me maybe further my expertise or my, you know, quote unquote legitimacy or, you know, expertise in an area that I have a lot of knowledge or understanding? Can you speak into that a little bit? Absolutely, because I've, I've seen this for my own business, but I've also seen it with hundreds of other people that something happens when you become published. And it's really not even what you write your book about. It's the fact that you are a published author. In, in the eyes of other people, you are now more credible. Uh, in the eyes of an event planner, you are now worthy to be on a stage, uh, you know, maybe being interviewed on a podcast. For whatever reason, we put a lot of value to being published. And I've seen it. Um, being when people see their book as a business card, those are the ones that are the most successful. And and success can be defined a lot of different ways. If you really want to make an impact and you want to touch people's lives, then you need to have a platform. And a book is going to give you that platform because it opens those doors. Um, I recently wrote a book called The Power of Authority. And it's it's kind of a play on words. Uh, you can't spell authority without author. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. but it's all about that. Like what happens when you now have the title of author and so much opportunity is available. And, and, and it's, it's available for all of us to leverage, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's so true. I think it's funny because I was I was – comparing and contrasting when I, um, it was kind of a silly situation, but I remember I noticed after my book came out and after I, you know, published a, a trade book, um, how interesting it was that all of a sudden when I was being booked to speak and stuff, little things that I never really noticed weren't being covered before were being covered by event hosts. Things like, um, like bag fees, you know what I mean? Like silly stuff like that. I was like, huh. And I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but to what you're, to your point, you know, um, there is this level of you have authority to speak on subjects. And I even noticed that there were more speaking requests and more, you know, podcast interview requests and things that came in because there were concepts. And here's what I th- where I think the power is. Not only the book, kind of like what you said with having the authority of having the title author, I think that's huge. I think also what is where the authority can come from too is now suddenly an event host or a potential interviewee or media outlet, right, can can open your book and say, oh, this concept in chapter five would serve our community so well. I want to get her on to talk about this, right? So there's also that almost easy access to your expertise or to the concepts that you can speak to that allows someone to see pretty quickly and clearly oh, this is articulated well, this is clear, this is a helpful you know, piece of information, or she has expertise in this area. And it's, it's a little bit more clear and direct. Would you agree? Absolutely. A friend of mine is actually, um, owns a publicity company now, but used to be in the news and used to be the reporter that, that everybody was trying to get on and, and get free publicity. And I, I had this conversation with him, like, why is it that authors tend to be the ones that are in the media. Mm -hmm. And he said, because they're talk show worthy, meaning in the eyes of the producer, they know that they have content succinctly, you know, succinctly put together that they could do quick sound bites on. And like you just said, and, and that instant authority that goes with it because they can't take a chance. Mm 
right? right? They can't put somebody on the news that's not credible. But when you say that they're a published author, instantly we already think they're credible. Mm. So it, 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 it is a phenomenon and I can't explain it. But And it's what happened to me. I, I joke about it, but I, I say to people, you know, I was the exact same person the day before I wrote my book. Mm-hmm. And I'm the exact same person today. Yep. But yet, as soon as I had a book in my hand, all of a sudden, I was worthy to be coaching and speaking and getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. When it was the same advice I was giving my girlfriends before. Yep. So it's just there's something to it. So but the smart people are the ones that recognize it and leverage it to their advantage. But also, it's just going to give you the platform to get to more people with your message and help them. Mm-hmm. That's good. I have a question that I wasn't planning on asking, but I think it, I, I personally get it a lot. And so I would love your input on this. I often get asked the question, should I try, you know, I have this dream to write a book. I have a small following. I don't have, you know, I don't have a platform, you know, in air quotes right now. I'm just starting on this journey of wanting to share my story and wanting to make an impact and kind of go down this route of writing and speaking and coaching in this direction. Um, how do I, how do I a monetize that effectively? Because what if I don't have a big reader base to launch this book to? And so that's kind of the first part of the question. And the second part of the question is, should I try to get an agent and, and publish, you know, get a publisher or should I start with self-publishing? And I have my take on this, but I'd love to hear from you first and what you think is, uh, is what type of advice you would give to someone in that, in, in that situation. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And I get that question all the time, too. And some of it depends, right? And I always ask people the goals for the book. You know, if you were writing a book because you want to get out there and speak and all that, then my opinion might be different than if you're writing a book to just, you know, give to your grandkids or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But but my my, I know exactly nobody has the list yet, right? Because, or the platform yet, because you haven't put yourself out there. So my advice is, you know, think of yourself, if you, it's really key what you write about, because for two reasons, one, you have to have an experience, you have to have some knowledge, right, to make yourself credible, but you have to have that passion, because whatever you write about, you're going to be talking about for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And if you're passionate about it, then it should be something that you are more than happy to give away for free, right? Mm -hmm. So I, for me personally, I built my platform primarily through speaking. And I'm a big proponent of speaking for free. And if you think that as, if it's a topic you love, you know it will serve someone and make them have, you know, better results personally or professionally, why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. take an hour of your time to go out and talk to the chamber, talk to the rotary, talk to the women's groups or the church groups? Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, when you have a good message and a heart to serve, you don't have to do the marketing. Other people will do it for you. That's true. That is so And that's what's happened to me. And I'll I'll give you one example of that. Now, I am a professional speaker. You know, you probably are too where, you know, we we get paid to speak Mm -hmm. now. But in the beginning, it was okay if I didn't. But I had, I did a a give back, I call them give back talks, um, not too long ago. And it was for a rotary club. And I, I went with this sole intention of I'm giving back. I'm here to serve. I'm not even bringing my books to sell because this isn't about me. And I got there and there were like 10 people there. And I thought, Oh, you know, well, Oh, well, I, Hopefully somebody got something out of it. And about two months later, I got a call from the VP of this company, a huge, huge financial institution that everybody would know really, really well. Um, And they booked me to speak and, you know, very highly paid. And it was a great opportunity. And I I asked him like, how did you hear about me? Like, I'm not involved with your organization. And he said, actually, somebody heard you speak at the road, this particular Rotary Club and gave me your number. Hmm. And I thought, you know what, if that's, that's how you build a platform is you serve. And, and, you know, 
I mean, it's just the <laughs> biblical principles here, but right, Absolutely. you know, and, so true. <laughs> and Zig's most famous quote was, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Hmm. So, um, and it's really easy when you're writing about a subject that you're passionate about that you know will make an impact in somebody's life. Hmm. I love that. And that's so true. Can you say that quote again? I want to get it through everyone's heads. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's Zig Ziglar's quote. And it's, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Mm, so good. And it just really summarizes that point that you said you really built a platform by serving. And that's so incredibly true. I look back and a lot of people are like, how did you grow your platform? And I kind of look at it and I'm like, well, God, first of all, um, yes. and definitely strategy. You know, there's always strategies, but I think the best strategy that exists is what's your strategy for serving people? You know, I look back and I'm yeah. like, when I first started back in the day, I didn't grow because I had the perfect product or the best story or anything, but because I just put words out there that were meant to resonate with people and, and serve them, you know, and I didn't really have an agenda other than I had a little store and people could purchase from it, but I loved getting to write and to serve and to encourage. And then over time, I, start, I started to see how that could all work together. But I think yeah. sometimes we get so focused on the growth and we focus so much on you know, the platform and the, and the notoriety and the authority and all that stuff's good, but that's not going to come until you build relationships and you know how to build relationships, both the old school way, kind of like that example you just showed me more in person, going and doing the small things locally, doing free speaking events, getting involved in your local community. And also I think in the more modern way that we have digitally, but I think what can happen is we think, oh, platform, I don't have a big digital platform. So therefore I don't have one. And I always push back against that a little bit because I'm like, really, you don't think you have any kind of influence. You don't think that you could let, like utilize the relationships that you have for good and to serve them and to you know so I think it's it's almost a lie that we believe if we don't see a big number by, by our name on social media or on the internet because that's what the world has told us is a platform and I just don't think that's true totally great totally great and you know just to add to that it's one of the reason why you know if you're serious about doing this you do want to you know don't recreate the wheel find out somebody who's done what you want to do and and hire them as your coach mm-hmm. don't ask for free advice hire them because we when you invest in yourself you're more likely to follow through and that's one thing i just want to add to i you know obviously it is about serving but there comes a point when you have to value yourself enough and the people you want to help that you do have to monetize it and 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 there are strategic ways to do that um, because people will not grow if you don't if you don't ask them to invest in themselves. It's so, true. you know, it, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's that it's that healthy balance. But I think when you're first getting started, not letting that defeat you. You know, I love that you right. shared that. Not letting that defeat you because it will it really putting yourself out there, even if for free at first, it can lead to some of the best opportunities. At least as you've experienced, as I've experienced. So, just want to encourage everyone in that. But I 100% agree. At some point, it's okay. Some boundaries here, some strategy here. I need to make this worth my while. Absolutely. Um, I I would love to know. I know we've been kind of com- conversing on this a little bit already, but. I would love if you could dig a little bit more into why should I have a lot of women who are creative entrepreneurs or small business owners and interested in the book writing side of things, but also don't really consider themselves a writer. And I would love to know what you would say when it comes to why should women tell their stories in business? And and you touched on this briefly, and I'd love if you can dig into it a little bit more as to you know the authority building piece and whatnot. But even if they are not necessarily considering themselves a writer or don't have an interest of uh, you know, being a speaker or coach, but they have a business and they want to encourage and inspire others. Can you speak into that a little bit? 
Absolutely. And, and there's two parts to that. Number one, on the writing, you, you don't have to be a good writer to be an author. You just have to have a good story, good information that can change people's lives personally or professionally. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, you are giving that advice every single day. You're giving it off, you know, your, your strategy calls, your one-on-ones, you're uh, working with clients. Even the copy you have on your website is providing that kind of value. So when you, when you take it though, and you bind it, it's going to, it's just going to open up more opportunities, you know, more from what we talked about, that credibility standpoint. But here's the other thing. This is what I found. I mean, at the end of the day, people are people are people, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to work with people we like. Yeah. Um, I, my friend Bob Berg wrote a great book called The Go-Giver, and he talks about people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And we know this. Yeah. We don't go buy a car from somebody that we can't stand, right? right? We don't work with a real estate agent that we don't know. We want to work with someone we know, like, and trust. So what does that mean for uh, a dentist or what does that mean for, you know, a small business owner? Well, you think you've got to put your story out there. So your, your clients, your customers can connect with you. And here's why people want to know the backstory. They really don't care how great you are and how much education you've had. And they care more about like, why, why do you do this? Why do you do this podcast? What made you so passionate about helping women, mm-hmm. right? That you put this whole thing together. People want the backstory more than they want the credentials. So mm-hmm. when you share your passion, you know, um, I, I've helped a lot of people on do books that are, you know, um, they're on a mission, right? Or they have a ministry or something to where that it's something personal that they've experienced that they want to maybe help somebody not experience that down the line kind of thing. So, um, you know, so some of those things, when somebody looks at them and sees them, they're all put together, they're all successful, but then they share the story about something maybe traumatic that happened. That gives somebody the backstory to know like, wow, she's just like me. Hmm. She has, she's 10 steps ahead of me but she's just like me. And so I don't know, I've just seen it happen over and over. And again, your book isn't necessarily about what the contents are, but I always tell, always tell why you're passionate about what you do, because people want to get on board with you. People want to support a mission. And when you know what your mission is and why you do what you do, share it and share it in a book. And it it truly will open those, those doors. Hmm. So good. So good. Okay, now here's, I think, the number one question everyone's asking. If someone is wanting to write a book, what's the first step they should take? We talked a little bit about traditional versus self-published, but can you speak into the person who's saying, I want to do this? What is the very first step? Yes. Um, okay, so after you've kind of worked out your mindset stuff, I won't I won't make that the first step, but that is one of them. <laughs> you have to get you got to get over the belief that you you have something to say because you do, mm-hmm. and every story matters. Um, but the second, the most important thing is now, what do you write about? What is your topic? And I'll give you, I'll share with your audience an exercise that I do with all of our authors and and at our seminars, and it's a really easy way to take. You know, there's no lack of things you could probably write about, and and people who are thinking they want to write a book half the time they tell me like you know i've got like 20 different ideas i just don't know how to organize my thoughts well here's how you do it um i suggest grabbing a sheet of paper and making a t-chart and on the t-chart on the left hand side write the word passion and that's where you just list don't think of this exercise at all in terms of a book or a topic yet but what are you passionate about i mean really truly thinking what lights you up you know are you passionate about 
Uh, for me, I am, I'll share some of mine. I am passionate about personal development. You know my story. I worked for Zig. And, and to this day, I love seminars and everything about that, you know, building myself and helping others to build themselves. Love it. I am passionate about the beach. Like if, if I live, I live in Dallas, uh, Texas area. I'm not near a beach, but I am passionate that one day I will. So I, any, I'm just a beach girl. I'm passionate about my faith. And, um, and, and so those are just some things just to give you some ideas. So when you make that list, don't don't limit yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that lights you up, put it on that list. So now the other side of the T is experience. And at the top, you write the word experience. And we, we know what experience is, right? What kind of jobs have you had? Or if you're a parent, you have experience as a mom or a dad. You know, have you traveled a lot? What are those experiences? But then also with experience, it's not always positive. Passions are usually positive experience is not necessarily we all go through things in life that we didn't want to go through but it's a part of your story it's got to go down on on the sheet and so you want to list everything and 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 again those could be things like divorce or bankruptcy or abuse and it's not that this is going to be in your book Mm -hmm. we're not there yet but at the end of the day when you make that list you are looking straight in the eye at you who you are because you're you are your story and your story is the intersection between your passions and your experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we do with that, those two lists is try to find where those intersections are. You know, I'm passionate about personal development on my experience list. You know, I worked for Zig Ziglar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an author, I'm a speaker. So I have some things that connect the dots there. Mm-hmm. Where the connection is, is, is one of the, you'll pro- likely have multiple connections, but one of those is going to be your first book where it's going to be easy to write because you've um, everything you need to put in that book. You already know it's in your head because you've lived it and you're passionate about doing it. So it's not a book you start and don't finish five years later <laughs> because yeah. you, you it, the, the passion will pull you. You don't have to push it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really where I, I always start with authors. Um, either they can, you know, hopefully everyone listening can do that exercise and determine it on their own. People that need help, we help them do that um, through different ways of consulting and stuff. But that's the first step. And really what I see come out of that exercise more than anything is the confidence that, hey, you know what? I do have a lot to say and I do have a lot to share. And I have experienced a lot that someone can benefit from. And it just gives them that clarity. So good. I love it. Okay. Last question is if someone is loving this and wants to learn more from you, how can they reach you and how can they learn more? I, you know what? I'm not even going to give my main website. I just, is it okay if I just give everybody a free gift Absolutely. instead? <laughs> so, um, so, cause I really do, I am, I so believe, and I know that this works. Um, I, the book I just wrote, the power of authority, how to get the revenue respect and results you deserve by authoring a book. Um, you know, it, it's a physical book and, and it's $20 for the paperback, but I'd love to give everybody just a free digital download of it. Hmm. Um, just to get started because that exercise I just mentioned and so much more of like how you really can use your book as a business card and monetize it um, is in there. And so hopefully that'll help get people moving. And it's uh, just go to thepowerofauthority.com forward slash free book, thepowerofauthority.com forward slash free book. Um, and of course, you know, my main website is michelleprince.com, but find me on social media, message me if I can help in any way. I, I really, truly believe that the more we share our story, the more power, you know, rising tides, right? Or what is it? The rising tides raise all ships. And us women, I'm telling you, we're in a season right now that women have so much to say and have so much to impact other people that if we all tell our stories and we all get it out there, what a, what a, 
what a wonderful world we would be in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing not only your story, but also your expertise and your experience and also this gift. It's such a blessing. I know we have so many who have such incredible, incredible stories to share and expertise to share. And they're just like you shared, kind of getting stuck in, in whether it's the logistics or the mindset or both. So hearing your story, kind of the, the early beginnings and knowing that I very much relate to that in my own story and all of the feelings that can come with, I don't know if I should do this to I can do this. And oh my gosh, I did it is such a journey and so, so rewarding to get to experience. But, you know, I think sometimes we just need that push. So I hope that this episode has been that push for you. If you're listening, Michelle, thank you for being on. Thank you for all your wisdom and all that you do. Oh, thank you, Jordan, for having me. I had fun. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.